unhealthy obsession with the greatest showman cannot figure out why it is unhealthy it is so i mean it, it i've had it's healthier. messing with your sleep patterns <laughs> you might have a few new cavities it's just you know bad. that nothing messes with my sleep pattern because that's <laughs> happening for sure wow. but no like the movie came out the greatest showman when i first saw the previews i was like oh this looks like it's going to be a good show and We're then excited to see it yeah. yeah and then we went to go see it in person and it delivered so much more than I ever expected. Sure. It was so much better than I expected. And oh. I was like, oh, this is everything. This is everything for me right now. Um, so I was very excited about the show. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few times that we were in theaters that I saw you put down the popcorn before it was finished. Right. Oh, you that's just unhealthy at that point. I mean, I got a refill on the way back out. No. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we needed three buckets of popcorn for greatest showman, apparently. No, but then Disney ended up buying it. They bought 20th Century Fox, they right? Did. In that make that it was now part of their their catalog. And yeah. they now own the show. And thank goodness that then means that they're able to put it on um on Disney Plus. They certainly are, and, and they certainly did. Without warning, poof, there it was one day. Walked <laughs> in like this week, and then I was like, finally, we had talked about the greatest showman. Yeah. Uh because it's on Disney Plus, and if you haven't seen it, you totally should watch it like basically immediately on loop. Well, and to be fair, it was a little bit of a cultural phenomenon for a while there. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I'd be surprised. At I this think point. everybody has. Um, because we saw it when it first came out, enjoyed it immensely, yeah. had a good time. Did we see it twice in theaters? I'm I want to say we think I think we did. Uh, which we never do because you are not a movie more than once kind of guy. Never. Um, but then it be, it kind of snowballed and they started having sing-along versions of it and re-releases and like it was a big deal. And the fact that like they then did the soundtrack re-release as well. They did the original soundtrack, which was absolutely phenomenal. Right. And I mean... Because honestly, the music is what makes that show. Very much and so. And it's just so well choreographed. And they all work so hard on the show. When you watch the behind the scenes, yeah. it is unbelievable the amount of work that they go into. And I don't know why. I'm sure this happens with all movies. But it just feels like the amount of passion that everybody had about the project was just unbelievable. It seemed really you know? high. Yeah. yeah. Um, amazingly so. So Well, like Hugh fun. Jackman, who is apparently just the musical man now he's in every musical that 
they put out. Did not see that coming, by the way. No? Never. What's really funny is that the first time I saw Hugh Jackman, he was singing Oklahoma. Oh. And so when I heard that he was cast as Wolverine, I was like, why? why? The oh, Oklahoma guy? Why would they cast him as Wolverine? So, Because <laughs> that's all I can think of him when I think of him. Is I only think of him as like Wolverine. Right. Now playing Greatest Showman. Now, yeah, now P.T. Barnum. Um, he was very instrumental, I think, in getting this project made. Yeah. Uh, in so much that he had had a surgery of some kind, a nasal throat type of surgery. Do you recall this? Uh, yeah. And he had stitches involved in some way. I don't like to think about it because it I makes me either. kind of queasy. Right. But they said to him, you cannot sing for the next X amount of time because you have these stitches. And if you strain anything, you could rupture all these stitches. Right. And then they were, that was bad news because apparently they were having a pitch meeting for the like backers or producers or whatever it is that they needed to get the movie uh -huh. made. So he's like, okay, I can't sing. So we need to bring in somebody to sing my part, you know? So they bring in another actor to sing his part and Hugh just got too into it apparently at the end there and decided that he needed to sing the song uh, and totally ruptured his stitches in the process and had to go get re-stitched up afterward and this folks is how we have a the greatest showman today right totally that what i find very interesting about it is is a lot of that that went on about getting the show made we uh -huh. hear about some of that with like broadway yeah i don't think i've ever heard about it with movies like ever does it ever seem like that it almost just feels more like big companies just say okay here's two uh 250 million dollars go make a movie right <laughs> like, there are definitely passion, i know that's not the right. case but there are definitely passion project films that people work really hard to get made i i think that's probably fair to say but like you said broadway performers and broadway shows a lot of it is demonstrating why your show will be successful to people who should give you money for it yeah and so i think that's kind of how they ended up going with this film is because putting a new musical on screen is very risky. Mm. Um, even more so than a stage show that you can just close and cut your losses on, you mm. know, cause once you've spent the money on a movie, the money's spent. It's just completely gone. And an untried brand new musical. That's, that's right. some risky stuff. Yeah, definitely true. That is definitely true. And yeah, I guess that, that would be, um, in, that would be a good point of why it would take so much more work to get done. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting about this show was that, um, I remember what I was going to say about this show now, Oh no! but I know, right. Don't you just hate, hate when that happens, but like, um, but there, now that it's on Disney plus, right. Yeah. There's a few other things that are all going on to Disney plus now too, mm -hmm. that are inside that catalog. Well, like all the X-Men movie I've seen all the, seen a lot of the X-Men movies. Uh -huh. I just assumed that they were already part of Marvel. Apparently mm, they're not. They're not. No. <laughs> Apparently people are like, no, that's totally separate things. Yeah. Good to know. But now they started putting all those on Disney plus too, right? They did. So do you feel like there needs to be a new icon on the top of the screen that we don't know about? Well, here's the thing. I think we discussed this originally when Disney plus was preparing to come out 
is that um, a lot of the frock, the Fox movie properties yeah. aren't necessarily kid friendly. Right. Um, and at this point they have, they have no options that I know of. I haven't messed with it cause we don't have children, but th- as far as I know, they don't have options that say this is only kid safe movies available. You know what I mean? Oh, right. So I almost feel like, some of these films should probably be put in a category where it's safe for your kids not to just accidentally come across them. Right. Cause creative showman is definitely in that category. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But like scandalously, some bad. of the other movies are, um, well, and to be fair, they're not on there yet, but there are a lot of Fox films that are not children friendly. Right. Uh, potentially alien could end up, on disney mm. plus because they now own that's like one of the scariest Alien. movies of all time right it terrified me as a child um saw it way before i should have had nightmares about it forever um so and like i said it's not on there yet and really the x-men movies outside of the fact that they're probably a little violent aren't bad films right. for kids to watch but they are a little bit violent and potentially not something that you want your youngest kids to watch are they more violent than uh the marvel movies are they kind of are uh no i wouldn't say so i mean to be fair i'm trying to think back it's been a good minute since i watched like the original x-men trilogy i don't remember there being a lot of blood in the yeah. situation i think it's a lot of what they like to call fantasy violence right we're like you get kicked a lot and you look like you're hurt, but there's no actual blood involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much that. And I guess, could you put it in a, because you know that when you click on the Marvel tab, that's basically for like young adults inside Marvel, right? There's no kids going onto that tab, but there totally are kids going to watch the Marvel films. Yeah. And I would too, if I was like a nine, 10, 11 year old, that's absolutely fine. But if I'm four or five or six, I'm not clicking on Marvel necessarily. I mean, we went to see a couple Marvel films in theaters with children that I thought were infinitely too young young to be watching them. Yeah. But that's the problem, I think, with superhero movies is that they've always been uh, marketed to a younger generation of people. Yeah. And so when you're putting out toys and costumes and things of that nature, of course, kids are going to want to see the movie that they're based on. You know what I mean? I think so. Because I remember when I was a kid, they had toys out for alien movies. What child is playing with alien toys? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? I guess the thing that I would like to see on Disney Plus is you see the tabs across the top that go into the specific genres, basically. Yeah. I would love to see some sort of a the Fox one that you could put some of these other titles into and even I guess possibly even with inside the Disney brand itself almost have like Disney animation. But I guess the problem with Disney animation is the fact that it's so there's so few movies inside of the animation tab. Maybe is there, um, I mean, there's, there's not as many as they have throughout their whole catalog with inside the Walt Disney. Oh, okay. Pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking through this a little bit out loud, but like they're, I just feel like there should be, an, it almost feels like that home screen now has gotten, you know, uh, there's a lot of different movies from a lot of different genres all coming together in one place. Yeah. And you're just like, how are these all the same thing? But I guess it's fine. 
I like that when you go into the Pixar tab, you mm-hmm. see very much Pixar stuff. And when you go into Marvel, you see all the very much Marvel stuff. Right. And nobody ever clicks on it but me, but the all the um, national, <laughs> yeah, right? All the National Geographic stuff on the end. Yeah. Then that's very much its own genre. So. I think it's very possible that Disney Plus is having, could potentially run into having an identity crisis where it's trying to decide what it's trying to be. Because... um Disney is seen as a very family-friendly, child-friendly sort of company. Yeah. But if you are going to end up putting more mature titles on your platform... Yeah, how are you going to put Pretty Woman on there? You're not, I don't think. <laughs> but they did have Three Men and a Baby on there, which is not... Love. Very Love kid-friendly. Even though, again, I saw it as a kid. So what am I really saying here? Um, some I did, t- yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes kids do see things and you have to decide whether or not your kids can watch that or not. And if it was appropriate for like when I was 10 and we're so much, so many years past that. Yeah, it's totally, it seems like they should be. Are you saying you're a very mature 10 year old? No, I think the world has matured a lot since I was 10. (laughs) Like Those were like the innocent 80 years, you know, of sorts. Well, and I mean, I saw, when I saw Aliens, the second Alien film, it was of my own volition i don't think my parents knew that i was watching it and it was on tv so it was edited okay i flipped away from it anytime it scared me too bad okay so this is totally what they're gonna do they're gonna put the edited versions on disney plus and put the like full versions with the outtakes on hulu oh okay perfect (laughs) plan uh and that's honestly more the direction that i would go if i were disney is use hulu as a little bit more of your mature content Uh and say okay we're gonna put you know the darker films on hulu because i don't i don't know that kids are necessarily on hulu i bet they are on the same rate basically but Kids, you're so complicated. Just watch what I want you to watch. (laughs) Just go to Netflix where you belong. Yeah. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. That's totally bad. But I will say uh, with Greatest Showman, um, it was incredibly inaccurate, right? Oh, well, yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I loved it so much is it wasn't at all true. It was because really, uh, um, what's his name? P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Like he was completely like, he didn't start it out as like he, a, a, um, he started the uh, circus business way into his business years. Right. You know, it was near the end of his career that he was getting into it. Yeah. And he wasn't nearly as, you know, um, uh, starstruck. Yeah. About it. Yeah. None of the storylines were exactly true. The characters were true. Everything else was made up. Yeah. The problem with the uh, genre of, the circus is that they do have a history of being rather exploitative. Right. And, um, you know, we've talked, there's been a discussion about, uh, cruelty to animals in the circus industry. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about the circus industry long past PT Barnum and what he did. Right. Um, but, uh, appropriately, the greatest showman disneyfies thank goodness story in such a way that you're like okay i can see potentially where disney's going with well not disney in the case but i can potentially see where the filmmakers wanted to make this a more positive forward movie for sure for sure 
if they would made a, a true life story, it would be in the National Geographic tab down on the end because right. it would be so dark and twisted. That, well, and <laughs> clinical and, you know, how you do make a musical out of someone like that, you know, and belongs on the history channel. To be fair, there was already a Broadway musical called Barnum that oh, really? was about P.T. Barnum. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, it had none of this music in it. Uh, but I think potentially what may have happened is uh, the circus is already s- such a spectacle that you think, sure, we could make a musical out of that. Right. right? And so I think potentially when they were making the greatest showman while they didn't use anything specifically from from the the stage show of barnum i think the same kind of spirit was there where they're like the circus is already such a heightened experience we can it totally really go is. weird with things you know did you guys go to the circus when you were a kid um yes uh it wasn't a a experience that i remember very clearly hmm. I remember the last time I remember going to an actual circus was probably in my early twenties or so. Um, and that was probably the last time I remember being at a circus. Yeah. That's about, um, and at that point they'd already started kind of removing a lot of things from them. Uh, there weren't as many animals or anything like that when I went to see it. Yeah, I used to go when we were when I was a kid, like seven, eight, nine, ten, like in there. And I feel like we went like every year, but maybe not. Maybe we only went a couple of times. But did you have a favorite part of the circus? Uh, gosh, I love it. I like the motorcycles inside the the ball, oh. right? But I guess part of the problem is is that when that came out, like that was so great to see. But then it ended up at every you know like state fair as well sure so then it ends up there's like now it's just being on the grass somewhere so it's not nearly as as detifying as it once was yeah that tightrope always scares me yeah i don't know how they do it but it really feels like that's like a lot of what america's got talent is now right we watch that show and we're like oh my gosh this is the craziest thing we've ever seen and you're like no kids this has been around since the mm. 70s and 80s like oh that makes you sound so old <laughs> i didn't see it in the 70s just so you know <laughs> um that's that's the thing i think that has um made the those sort of traveling shows suffer a little bit is the the sheer availability of video of things that are happening all over the world makes these at one time you know, this is the only place to see this sort yeah. of performances. Something that's a little bit passe now. Um, Still, w- watching somebody on a tightrope in person, oh, that's scary. It is. And, I, and I'm not trying to belittle anyone's skills or talent in any way, shape, or form. But like you said, if you can t- tune into America's Got Talent and watch a sword swallower, which is horrific, by the way. I don't like watching that. Right. Um, if you can turn in and watch them, do you really want to pay money to go and watch somebody do it live? Right. Um, and I think that's the danger that comes with the availability, like I said, of these sort of things just to the general public at all times now. Yeah, definitely true. I miss the circus. It'd be fun. I'd go back and see it again if they still toured and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what they do with circuses. Yeah. But they were doing Greatest Showman two they talked about that production which i was optimistically excited about were you because i was kind of hoping that it takes us inside the circus that we 
fantasize a bit more about the once they go on they get us into the big top 10 into know? the tents yeah yeah like i was kind of excited about that and maybe it's because i love that stupid show from the like i don't know when this came out maybe i shouldn't call it stupid because i loved it you loved it they no i was gonna talk about the one that uh it was the greatest show on earth which i have not seen no it's so old oh i don't think i think it's in black and white oh no <laughs> I had to whisper that on a podcast. That's not a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. And I feel like we ran across it somewhere and I was like, I can't wait to watch this one day. And I never have. I think you might have downloaded it at one point and started watching it without me. And then when I asked, you're like, no, we're not watching it's it. It's so not good. But I love it. But it's not good. <laughs> is it about P.T. Barnum or is no. it just about a circus? It's just about circus and circus life and touring and she screams and they, there's a love affair that happens and they get in a fight and she's all like, you got nothing but sawdust running through your veins. <laughs> I just love it. So dramatic. I know. It's so true. I used to <laughs> scream that at my sister all the time. It made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> your poor sister yeah. has no idea what you're talking about. I'm no, sure. Completely. She's like, that's stupid. I was like, yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, but I don't think that they're moving ahead with greatest showman to the last I heard. Sad. How dare they? I'm not really sure what they would do. Um, it seems like it, it was a, a logical end to that story and it feels like it would only end sad. And that was going to be the thing is that if you can't do it better than the first one, then I don't want you doing it. I'll just continue to watch the first one over and over again. Yeah. But there was a lot of things about that show that we just loved. They did a lot of practical artwork in the background, which they, I love. you know, we don't, it's nice that they didn't do green screen. It yeah. was great that they actually had artists on set painting. Right. Ah, beautiful. Greatest show. Love it. <laughs> Happily named the greatest showman. There right. You go. So true. <laughs> uh, but are you as big of a fan of the greatest showman as Steve is? I doubt it because he won't shut up about it. Right. <laughs> Let us know what your thoughts are about the greatest showman. But it's like I always say, this is the greatest show. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>